Hey there. Um, I've been stuck here all night. Can you get me out of this cage? Erotic Awakening is grateful for the support of Foxy <sighs> Fick. Foxy Fick is a website dedicated to erotica for men. All of their narratives and role plays are voice acted. Explore what it would be like to get a blowjob from Mermaid Sisters. To invite your cute neighbor over after bumping into her on a jog. To make a deal with a demoness to lose your virginity. To have your crush make a move on you because you've been too oblivious. Or to have your annoyed cat girl begging for your attention. Subscribe today with our affiliate link and get a free trial and enter a chance to work with Foxy Fick to create your own erotica. Head over to foxyfick.com slash awakening. That's F-O-X-Y-F-I-C dot com slash awakening. This week on Erotic Awakening, Compassionate Polyamory, Foxy Erotica, and The Great Pumpkin. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening Podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to podcast, as well as other perks. Thank you to our new fabulous supporters like Jenna and Puddles. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. How are you doing today? Just fine. I'm just doing fine. A little, little late getting to the old podcast today. So we are. Normally we record yesterday. And yeah, today's today. Yeah, yeah. So normally we would do it on yesterday. Um, but uh, we just did just get to Michigan and we were kind of recovering from the move. The move, it'll, the it'll, jet lag, yeah. so to speak. It'll for get the, easier, I'm sure. For those that are new to the show, uh, we live in the RV. So we live in a different place every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, most right. recently, two different places in indiana now we are in the michigan Michigan. if you are in the michigan especially on the coast of that lake in the michigan reach yeah. out let's go I have think a it's cup like coffee michigan. we're on the west side west west south southwestern corner of michigan right now how big can michigan really be it's huge is it huge yeah there's someone that wants to meet me in detroit and it's like a three-hour drive or uh, something something like that is that a hookup sort of thing nah, kind of getting to know someone for a hookup yeah, but there was someone that uh, reached out closer too. <laughs> so, we'll have to talk more about that. And the boyfriend wants me to drive there tomorrow, and that's a five-hour drive. So. Well, Don, even though you and I are married, mm-hmm. I do recommend you go have a lot of wild sex. Not because we're married, but because it's good content for the podcast. <laughs> well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Speaking of podcast content, today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the concept of compassionate polyamory. And let's go ahead and get started with that. And that came about as a result of a new class that you and I are developing. Mm -hmm. And it's in the works. It's being developed. But I mentioned the other day when we were working on actually developing the class that we needed to talk it out some. And that's true. And we don't, we're working on projects right now. And Dan still works his 40 hour a week job. So, you know, actually trying to find some time to chit chat about a class can be challenging. So, why not do it on the podcast? And it's not like we are clueless in what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. You and I, between us, uh, well, we have, heck, how do you, if you were to count it that way, we have 30, 40, what, 50 years of polyamory experience? Together? Probably. 
probably just a little less than that, okay. but yes. But yeah, pretty close and, between the two of us. And we have seen over the past 20 years that we've been practicing polyamory, I think we have even seen some changes in, well, a lot of changes in the way that polyamory has grown, is accepted, is oh, more absolutely. mainstream. Absolutely. But today we're going to talk about an aspect of a, a kind of a philosophy of polyamory that you and I talk about called compassionate polyamory. Mm -hmm. And this is something we had to learn, or at least I did. Uh, well, I fair. had to learn about it over time, right? So um, for me, I can see a, f a flip in the way I do polyamory. And at the beginning, even though I enjoyed the the idea of the utopia of poly and I knew mm -hmm. I was poly. I still had a lot of jealousy and stuff going on. So it was kind of had the theme of what about me? Mm -hmm. Right. And I really had to get over that hurdle before I could embrace this philosophy of compassionate polyamory that didn't even have a word, right? right. This is something we've just come up with, the language for it. Yeah. It's something we've just come up with for something that we've been doing for quite a few years now. And the way we approach this is like so. The Dalai Lama suggests that the key to living a happy life is to be compassionate, to mm -hmm. have compassion be one of your driving forces. And we talk about how we can approach polyamory with a eye towards compassion. Now, the, the very first thing to mention is that the compassion has to begin with oneself. Compassion, and people misunderstand compassion sometimes, and, and they think that it means... Always putting someone else first. Right, rolling over, being weak. Being okay with anything someone else do does and says thank you. <laughs> right. And that is certainly not compassion as we understand it, and certainly not compassion as we are applying it to the idea, the philosophy of compassionate polyamory. But what it does say is that when, when we create these emotional connections, these constructions with ourselves, with other people, and then more people, it's great to say you have to unlearn jealousy and you have to unlearn attachment and unlearn those things that you were brought up with perhaps but it's another approach to it is instead of worrying about what you have to unlearn to simply approach things from a full from this idea of being compassionate so for example right let's actually get into what we're talking about some is if I am in a relationship with a human being, we'll say Dawn, for example, and I'm about to go to uh, on, on a cruise ship with somebody else, and I'll be gone for seven days. And not just for you and I, this is significant. It's not just the fact that I'm gone. It is that I am experiencing some things that you too would enjoy experiencing, right? Mm -hmm. You love doing the cruise ships with me. I do. So the compassionate polyamory says, does never ever says, don't go on this trip. What it says is that when you go on this trip and you want to go on this trip and you want to go on this trip with this other partner and you want to have a fantastic time, but you recognize that when you drop a pebble in a, in oh, water, mm -hmm. it causes stream, it causes ripples. Right. And that this action is going to cause ripples. It's going to cause ripples to you, to my other poly partners, 
uh, and to be compassionate about that and say, and we've talked about this before, this coming from a place of assistance is part of mm-hmm. the idea of compassionate polyamory. How I, you know, you start off with, I'm going to go off on a um, cruise for seven days with this new girl, this new guy I just met named Ginger. <laughs> Of course, the dog looks up and says, oh, how did I get so popular? <laughs> I appreciate that that's going to cause some ripples. How can I assist you with that? Regardless, what do you need from right, me? Regardless of what the ripples are, the ripples could be anything, mm-hmm. right? They could be jealousy. They could be envy. They could be, you know, I'm going to miss you. They could be... Um, you know, anything like that from something that's an intense reaction to something that's just a hiccup, but still needs to be looked at because mm-hmm. emotions are valid. So, you know, if we're going to come at this as partners, why not help your partner if they have an issue with something that's going on? And like Dan said, it's not that you wouldn't do it, right? We're not saying don't go on the cruise. We're saying help your partners, out with it Mm -hmm. so and i absolutely i mean that's that's very important to me when it comes to poly is to have that compassion and to have that partnership so you know i i I appreciate that And and we've learned that this actually helps along the way we've tried um a little bit of time where emotions were getting heated and we finally said, you know, we, we did a little bit of time of that whole, um, you're responsible for your emotions. I'm going to mm-hmm. go do my thing. You deal with your emotions by yourself. Well, that's not really a partnership in my world. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I want you to have compassion when I'm feeling something that's stressful. And. You know, often, and we're, you know, we also, we talk about when it comes to polyamory, this idea of being, you know, you have to, what is fair and what is equal. And that's all fine and good and should be looked at. But that's about logistics often. That's about what's the logical thing. To instead of addressing something to say, what is the fair thing to do? What is the compassionate thing to do? Right? Gives you a different blend, a different view, a different aspect of how you can handle your polyamory. Well, think of like some of the trips that we've had to cut short with some of our partners, right? So we're of the mind that if something of an emergency happens, that we can figure out how to figure things out. I'm not sure my language right now because I've got pictures in my head again. (laughs) So say, which has happened more than once, You go to Kentucky with a partner for a vacation, right? So you did that with Karen. You went to Kentucky for a vacation. I went to Maryland to visit some people. Mm -hmm. We got a call that our dog was in an emergency situation. The person checking in on the dog realized the dog was in an emergency situation. We had to come back and deal with the dog or she was going to die, right? Right. So... And we were going to have to come back and make that decision, right? So I had to leave where I was at. I was not with a partner, but you were with a partner. And luckily, Karen is of the compassionate variety and understood that you needed to cut the vacation short mm-hmm. and come back and deal with an emergency. And like you said, we, we send up, 
this is a part of our poly life, apparently, kind of. Well, it's happened of at least two more times that I'm aware of. So another time you were with Kat Mm -hmm. in Kentucky. And I was up here, or, well, back in Ohio, and ended up with an emergency appendix surgery. Mm -hmm. So you had to go to Kat and say, you know, I have to go deal with this emergency, right? So, and Kat was gracious and said she understood, and back you come. Now, it has happened to me before, too. And, of course, these are these are uh, all kind of similar. But I was out with Big D. We were in southern Indiana, actually in the same county we just came from, believe yeah. it or not. And we were down there for our anniversary uh, celebration. We were doing a wine tour and had just hit a couple of wineries when we got the phone call that his son had been in a car accident. Right? So... His wife couldn't get up with him, so she got up with me, (laughs) and, you know, so he's, like, stressing, you know, do I stay here? This is our anniversary. We don't get to go out that much, you know. This is a a once-a-year thing. I'm going to have to cut it short. He's okay, but he's in the emergency room and blah, blah, blah. I'm already packing the bags, right? There's there's no question in in my heart as to what needs to be done in this situation, And, and to me, that's one element of compassion is when like emergencies arise. And part of that story is that at least with the situation with Kat, just like you were talking about with Dart, your situation with Dart, right? Kat, you know, there was no question if we were going to, you know, she was already packing the bags, like you were saying. Right. The part of it though, is to say, you know, you, you also make that agreement with that partner and say, Hey, I'm sorry. We had to cut this vacation short. Regardless of compassion, it's still a crappy thing to have happen. Mm-hmm. I'll make it up to you. Right. So at they, some other they, point. they need to be taken into consideration as well. Right. I mean, I'm so so compassion for that partner that suddenly had this big long weekend planned. That suddenly that's getting cut short. Right. Right. So it's awesome when all partners can look at that because now you may have to reschedule one of mine in your weekends so that you can make up time. With Cat, mm-hmm. right? Um, with me and Big D, I don't know that we ever got around to finding the time to do that. So, you know, so for our, our next vacation, we made sure it was really special. And, of course, that's when COVID hit. So, you know, it was only a few days instead of a, a long time. And, you know, we just kind of make things make things work. And luckily... In the last few years, all of our polypod has been that way, you know, very understanding, very gracious, very compassionate. Mm-hmm. So, and things have, have worked out, yeah. um, I'm going to say, in everybody's favor, even when there's been moments of... <laughs> but that's, see, and that is really one of the keys to compassionate polyamory is that nobody's counting, in that there is no working out in whose favor. Mm-hmm. It is the driver of gracious action, of right action, of doing the right thing that's called for at that time without anybody getting butt hurt. Without anybody getting butt hurt, right? You're still recognizing, right? Um, it's important for me to spend time with my other partners. So when that time gets shut, cut short, let's modify something else to get to make to bring that back, right? Keep that whether you want to call it fair or equal, whatever terminology you want to use, but to do it in such a way that is compassionate. Because the reality is 
these emergency situations, which you and I feel, it feels like we've had too many, you know, lots of those. We've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. The reality is we're talking about one out of every 15, one out of every 20 of these trips, right? Mm -hmm. It just feels, feels like, like there's a lot. Often. No, yeah. no. Three like that in 20 years. That, that's, that's, that's okay. So now the other thing that I wanted to mention is that we mentioned um, being compassionate with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And some people may not know what that looks like. And the thing that popped into my head was a few years into our poly, I was really, really struggling. I was struggling and I mean, I can go into all the details. I was also on my healing path. I was also dealing with past baggage. I was blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. But I was really struggling with myself and, and how I couldn't get to that point that I wanted to be in my poly lifestyle. And I was talking to my daughter-in-law of all people. And I was, you know, I was just I like, I don't understand. I know where I want to be. I can't seem to get there. I've got all these hurdles. I think I'm over a hurdle. And then bam, something smacks me again. And now I'm dealing with this. And I got to fix that. And she just looked at me and she's like, you know what? You just need to be okay with where you are. Look at how much progress you have made. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah. Oh, well, that's kind of like what compassionate with yourself looks like, right? Being okay with where you're at, still doing the work, mm -hmm. right? Not allowing, if you don't want to be jealous and you are jealous, continue to do the work, but also don't beat yourself up so much for it because that just makes things worse. Right. Right. Take that breath and, and keep moving forward, but don't beat yourself up. So you have to be gracious and compassionate with yourself too. Yeah. Part of compassion for yourself means that if I have a, uh, a trip with ginger planned and I tell you about it and you go, Oh gee. And I can see how sad you are and disappointed and jealous is not that I put myself second, right? I still, mm -hmm. I still take that trip. I just take time to see what I can do to help you would come well, from a place of assistance with you. Well, I would imagine that when you see me sad and depressed or working on my stuff again, that you also feel a little bit of def defensive. Mm -hmm. So part of being compassionate with yourself is you feel defensive. So it's not a bad emotion, but what are you going to do with it? How can yeah. you be compassionate with yourself and, and not be defensive about being defensive? You know, or Fair. being upset with yep. yourself that you are defensive. So things like that. Emotions are emotions and keep doing the work. Well, so this class will expand upon this. Talk about the tools that oh, yeah. help to create tools. compassion and practice compassion. Compassion, by the way, is a good fake it till you make it. Even when you're not feeling it, you can act it. It can be an action. And the more that you do that, the more, mm, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. And I think by coming from that place, it seems that overall we seem to cultivate that in our, I don't know, I can't say we cultivate it into our partners, but we draw that kind of people towards us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It definitely draws those sort of people towards us. So, and sometimes when you're all like that, there's kind of this synergy 
that yep. happens when your partners are compassionate. It's easier for you to be compassionate, which makes it easier for them to be compassionate. And it just goes round and round. Yep. If you want to find out more about this, then you'll want to make sure you come to the class called Compassionate Polyamory. But when is that class? We will be... Telling you via the Erotic <laughs> Awakening newsletter. Exactly. Where are you going to keep up with all the events, book news, discounts, and more? So, and you will also get your EA shout out when you sign up for the newsletter. People like Belinda in Indiana. Tom in sunny California. Christine in Michigan. Patience, also in Michigan. And Kaz in Wales. Wales in the UK. By the way, uh, Christine and Patience... You're in Michigan. We're in Michigan. Let's have some coffee. Let's talk <laughs> assuming, about it. <laughs> assuming they aren't five hours away. <laughs> we'll it's find that state. middle spot. We're, we're, we're finding out just how uh, big this country is, and we haven't even been that far. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe, and subscribe to, today. <laughs> and subscribe today. You'll find a little subscriber button. Dawn, I'm sure that nobody on the pod, maybe two people on the entire podcast are going to get this. But whenever I hear Michigan, I think of a Dimitri Martin stand-up bit where somebody out in the audience yells, Michigan! I don't know that I know that. All right. Well, maybe there's two or three people out there chuckling. <laughs> so, Dawn, in the opening to the podcast today, you heard the uh, sponsor part of our podcast where we are talking about Foxy Fick. Uh-huh. Now, as you know, that in when we have sponsors, we're not just picking people at random. We're picking people. We're checking out their product. We're using their product. Or in this case, mm-hmm. we're checking out the Foxy Fick. So you haven't had a chance to play around with Foxy Fick. I have not. I've been busy moving and busy working on a book. So this... Pretend we're not sponsoring this at the moment. I know whenever I listen to a podcast and, you know, they talk about a product they sponsor and they say, but I really use it. I always think, what bullshit. But <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do happen to really use the old Foxy Fick, or at least I have so far. You have, and I'm scrolling through it. My, my. So the really neat thing about Foxy Fick is it come by, it, it, first Ooh. off, Don, as you know, I like short form erotica, short form form pornography short form you know get there i don't need a thousand words of background much like i don't i when i read a tom clancy novel i skip the part where he explains, <laughs> explains how all nuclear the submarines work right right i just go you know i get i say the nuclear submarine is leaving for los angeles and then I go skip 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 they arrived at los angeles okay cool <laughs> I am actually going to the reason I bring bookmark that up, this. But the reason I bring that up is because these stories on Foxy Fick, they are quick. They get to the point. There's enough background for you to get the picture in your mind. And you get to approach it from two different directions. So I'm going to open what's... That's what friends are for. Where are you it at? gives you a little description. First page still. And I can either read this short novel, it right? It's um, I thousand words or something like that or i can press this little button and listen to it or and their can, voices are sexy oh they use so you're not great listening talent. you're not listening to like the computer reading the story to you right, right. it's not like that it is actually an audible clip because i i have heard one or two of the audible clips so and they are sexy voiced look i'm scrolling through here i want to listen to or read 
Oh, storing for winter. It's about a squirrel girl. I like that. Her words clanged hollowly <laughs> in his ears, and for the greater part of a moment, Josh wondered if he had heard her correctly. So, so um, I want to listen to those. <laughs> yeah, the, the Squirrel Girl is actually the one that's in our little promo thing to start with. I thought Squirrel Girl, that was a hot little... And it's it, cute little pictures. Now, let me be clear. Them. That is not Squirrel Girl from the Marvel comic universe, by the way. Oh, that is, is a Squirrel Girl and... Comic books? <laughs> there is. Now, I have a different like of comic books. I like the comic books that are on the Sequential Sex podcast. Yes. I'm going to get a couple of those from uh, Johnny Jackhammer the next time I see him. So all of these, they're quick little stories that you can listen to them. They, they actually tell you, like with Fox Girl, Sly Escape, it's about Fox Girl, Anal, and Fingering. Little Miss Ginger and the Big Bad Wolf. Wait, I can't think about my my Polly puppy when I'm reading that. <laughs> That's good. Um, it's bestiality, wolf, doggy style, pussy and rough. Uh, <laughs> super interesting. And some of these are like uh, the, the corruption of the paladin is about adventure, paladin, cleric, pussy, magic series. I've run some D and D campaigns and never quite got to that one. Which one was yours? Uh, it that, wasn't innocent and enlightenment. No, was the, it? the corruption of the paladin. Because right? Innocent and Enlightenment, The Paladin Returns. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Foxy Fick. Um, as I said, yes, they are a sponsor, but that just means you get some kind of a discount if you go check it out. And go check it out. You get a free trial or something. See if it's the kind of thing that you are into. I personally, oh, podcast listeners, I would love for you to go out there and uh, sign up for the free trial because I would love to keep these guys around as a oh, absolutely um, sponsor guy for a while. Because it's a really neat, different sort of product. Um, so go check it out. I think we have some kind of a promo code or something like that. Yes. If you head over to foxyfic.com slash awakening, you can get the free trial and you get a chance to win to work with Foxy oh, Fick to create nice. your own erotica. Nice. I like that. So, Don, that's uh, the Foxy Fick. What else do we have to talk about today? Well, we've got a couple of things. And um, <laughs> so, and Sam Wall writes me on Instagram, I think it is. Okay. Instagram. So, and Sam Wall is, is always reaching out to me. And um, instead of tentacles this time, they sent me a story on TikTok. They like to send me TikTok stuff. Okay. But it was about a person driving a big work truck. And, and they're a manager, and they don't usually drive the truck, right? So, she's with her employee, and she's driving the truck. I'm assuming it's like an Amazon truck or something, but I'm not sure. It's a delivery truck. And she's got Apple Maps, and he's got Google Maps, and her Apple Maps tells her to take a left, and he says, no, 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 that's not a road. She's like, of course it is. It's a gravel road. She goes down this gravel road. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Three miles in, she finds out that she... she scares a woman that's walking on the path because she finds out it is a walking path, <laughs> right? So that was his warning to us to be careful with the RV. Ah, okay. That a gravel path, <laughs> you cannot turn around <laughs> and you have to figure things out. So thank you for that uh, uh, and Sam Wall. We will keep that in mind. Fair enough. So, and then the other things, of course, is tentacles and food on boobs. I think you got a food on boobs in Discord. Was it? It was alphabets, wasn't it? 
I did get some alphabets on the the food on boobs. Yes. You did. So, and then I got tons of tentacles. So, I got glass dildos from Lucian. Reverend Danny. Oh, that's nice to see him on Discord. He's usually on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, he is now on our Discord and sent me of a sent me a picture, a cartoon picture of a gal in a sea of tentacles that was being deliciously used. Mm-hmm. So, and then Trevere sent me a picture. This was a real life picture of a girl deep throating a bad dragon tentacle cock. Was it a uh, gif or was it just an image? I think it was, was it a moving a, thing? No, it wasn't a moving okay. thing. All right. So um, it was just an image. And then uh, Trevere again, he's been up to a naughty stuff, sent me the pumpkin patch. So it was a, it was a pumpkin patch with an evil pumpkin and the vines were all wrapped around naked women. And they were being used. So that was, instead of tentacles, it was vines. But, man, that's the same thing. <laughs> and, sure. And just as awesome. And then you <laughs> sent me a furry picture. Well, this was on Discord as well. Sent me a furry that was being, she had fox ears. Mm-hmm. And she was being taken by tentacles. See, even I can post stuff. Even some... you can post stuff. So we have this chat room. That's what it's called, right? A chat room in Discord? No, it's a, it's a, just a group. It's I guess. a group, but it's got a special spot for our patrons. Mm-hmm. And then one of the special spots, uh, I'm going to call it a chat room, is uh, not safe for work pictures. And that's where people have been sending naughty it, pictures. It is nice after our many attempts to get where we can interact with our uh, patrons via Facebook and kick and that discord is finally really not, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say just patrons, not just patrons, but anybody, right? Oh, right. There's a special section for patrons, but we've also got the general area where we keep in contact with everybody. So, you know, anybody that has a question or a thought, that is the place to go. And with- our discord is found on our website. Yes. Yes. Eroticawakening.com. There yes. Is yes. A link at the bottom where they can join us on Discord. So certainly with all this traveling we've been doing, certainly we've put something on Instagram. Oh, absolutely. I think I put three things out there today. So, um, and I'm probably going to put another one out of the beach. There was, uh, see, some of it's advertising, right? So the one picture I put out today was to advertise that our mini book for our patrons was released sure, sure. today. So, which is details on how to organize a high protocol event. So it's a class that I do and it's all the notes from that class and a little bit more. So that advertisement went out today and I put something else out that today is do something kind day and we still got to put some naughty pictures out there. And as listeners uh, know, we actually don't do a lot of naughty pictures on the old Instagram. It's actually more of our day-to-day life. Yeah. But so would that be too weird? If we put no. naughty pictures on the Instagram? If you... Because I can pull one from my Hocking Hill stay. Put it out there and see <laughs> if people comment. Maybe they'll my... say, hey, I wanted to see a picture of the dog. What is this thing? <laughs> I did put a picture out there last week of me in one of my corsets. And was it well received? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So, awesome. We need a sexy pic of you and me. Fair. We have those somewhere. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with our listeners on social media. Contact Contact us with questions, (laughs) podcasts, comments, or just to say hi. 
either on Instagram, Discord, Twitter, Facebook, FaceLife. We're usually found as either Erotic Awakening or Dan and Dawn. Or just toss us an email. We will reply. We are at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Awesome. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. I'm rocking. <laughs> Bye, Dawn. <laughs>